You're listening to the Mobcast Network. You just rhymed. It was on purpose. You are a poet and you know it. I do know it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cat's Meow. I cough. <laughs> you didn't warn me. <laughs> there is no warning. It's life. You just go. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Cat's Meow. We bring you all the fucking news. That matters. My name is Candace. And I'm Elaine. And today we'll be talking about Metal Grandpa, Masturbation Innuendos, Historical Awesomeness, and Poland. Again. 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 Uh, settling in. So, <laughs> first, um, Metal Grandpa is actor Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee! And I, he's 92 years old. Which is freaking impressive. He was Sauron in Lord of the Rings. He was one of the first people to play Dracula. He was in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Hugo, and Star Wars. Not nearly as important to you guys, but I thought it was awesome. Star Wars, you know. Star Wars. Um, and now he has decided to make metal Christmas songs. Really, this should surprise no one. <laughs> if you know anything about Christopher Lee, this really should surprise no one. I don't. But it's still amazing! I, I don't even know this. I mean, I know him from Lord of the Rings, and that's about it. So just, okay, close your eyes, and just imagine a 92-year-old Christopher Lee. And imagine Sormon from Lord of the Rings, specifically, with the guitar playing metal music <laughs> and then add christmas that would be to... badass actually <laughs> it is badass if he would dress like him and do that yeah that would be way cooler but <laughs> that would be badass so um i like looked up little facts about him and um so he's 92 years old he's still acting he's a british actor singer and author he serviced in world war Two. that's how old he is World War Two. <laughs> you know, that's what you do when you get up in age like that. You start a metal band. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the song that came out this year is called "Darkest Carols Faithful Sing." It's a heavy metal twist on "Hark the Herald Angels Sing." And last year he did "Jingle Hell," which was the hit number eighteen on Billboard charts. Um. I guess he's been, it says, his heavy metal Christmas singles have been an annual tradition since 2012. That's a little confusing to us, because that's not really a tradition, that's like two, two years. That's two years, how's that a tradition? Two or, three, two or three songs, not a tradition, but we're not complaining, <laughs> because it's Christopher Lee making metal Christmas songs. I mean, to me, I don't know, I listen to these songs, and I don't think I would consider them metal. Really? I don't, I don't know. Maybe my idea of metal is different than yours or something. <laughs> I don't know. So if you're interested in um, checking out Christopher Lee's heavy metal Christmas songs, then he's actually got them on iTunes. You can download them. I think that's all we have to say about well, Christopher Lee. I actually did have something else to say. Or not. <laughs> Sorry. Um, 
So when interviewed about making the metal music, basically Christopher Lee said, I do not know how long I'm going to be around, so every day is a celebration, and I want to share it with my fans. This is a pretty awesome thing to come from a 92-year-old man, just saying. <laughs> I don't know why, it's like a YOLO kind of thing, but Yeah, I don't know why that, I maybe maybe that's on his list, I don't know. His bucket list is yeah. to create Christmas metal music? I, I, don't, I wouldn't put that on my list. That is list. a bucket list worth, <laughs> <laughs> worth checking out. <laughs> It's a really interesting bucket list. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to check out Chris Rilly's metal songs, um, like uh, Jingle Hell and Hark the Herald Angels Sings cover, which is Darkest Carol's Faithful Sing, um, you know, go to iTunes and give them a download. Now on to our next topic. Hashtag don't jerk and drive. Masturbation innuendos. <laughs> yeah. It's a real campaign, too. In South Dakota, it's a... um. It's a driving campaign intended to warn against overcompensating when driving. Like, if the roads are icy, they don't want you to jerk your steering wheel. <laughs> hey, it's, it's legit. It makes sense. But what doesn't make sense to me is the video, because it's in it's a South Dakota campaign, and it's a British woman speaking. I don't know. Yeah. That's just confusing My to me. My logic is that they, were, they knew that the innuendo was going to be so silly that they brought on this British campaign woman to make it as proper as physically possible. I guess. But it was, the thing is, though, they knew it was like that. Yeah. They they wanted, they, their intentions were to to be, uh... Um, just kind of, what, was tongue-in-cheek the right word for that? I don't I know. Mean, I mean... So basically, Trevor Jones, it's the secretary of the Department of Public Safety in South Dakota, he said, um, I decided to pull the ad, this is an important safety message, and I don't want this innuendo to distract from our goal to save lives on the road. So consider this when I read the next statement. <laughs> um, after criticized by Mark Riccio on the fact that they did this, you know, why didn't they realize what they were doing after all this social media campaigning, the Highway Safety Office insisted that the double entendre was intentional. They did the masturbation innuendo on purpose to get people's attention. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, it was intentional, but then they were like, you know what, maybe this isn't such a good idea, even though it was intentional, you know. You know, it's really not that big of a deal, even though the, it's hashtag don't jerk and drive. That's funny, right? But the video doesn't really play on the innuendo like it could. It's it's actually very, it's it's silly, but it's um, it's a neat little video that has nothing to do with masturbating whatsoever. Which is kind of sad, to be honest. And it ends with, nobody likes a jerker. Yeah. Which I don't like that, because it makes no sense to me. The slogan for their campaign is, resist the urge to jerk the steering wheel. Overcorrecting only creates more chaos. Besides, nobody likes a jerker. What is a jerker? What is a jerker? Like, nobody calls somebody that masturbates a jerker. Like, and are people so heavily swerving on icy roads that they had to create, like, a slang name for it? <laughs> In South Dakota, is this a problem? I don't know. It should be a gang. <laughs> I mean, like, they'll say you're jerking off, but no, you're, you're a jerker. Nobody says that. No. No. Oh my gosh. I don't know why that bothers me a so much. A chronic masturbator, maybe? I don't know. You're a chronic road swerver. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that. You're nasty jerker. <laughs> nasty jerker. Time <laughs> oh <my> straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I think they should have. I, I would love to turn on the TV and see that as a commercial. Right. Like, and I, you know, it really is kind of a cute commercial. It really is. I don't. I don't think that they should have had to take it or pull, like, 
I don't know. They just should have done it. I just think it's funny that they sat down in a room and they're like, okay, how are we going to stop people from swerving this Christmas and killing everybody? All right, let's make a masturbation innuendo. That'll solve all our problems. <laughs> well, they probably started saying the word jerk and then somebody perverted was like, ha ha, that could be taken this way. And then they decided so to do it. the South Dakota safety team is made of 12-year-olds. Yeah. That's what we're getting at here. Or just men, in general. Just men. They never grow up. Never no offense, grow up. guys. I don't want to be... I don't know. That's not even a real <laughs> song. I was mixing Toys R Us and Peter Pan, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going with that. So strange combination. <laughs> so, on to our next topic. Um, this is actually pretty sweet. Recently, actually like last week, just Thursday, they discovered what they believe is the time capsule buried by Paul Revere and Samuel Adams. Um, so Sam Adams, like the beer? No. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these are the two badasses of history. Um, there's I don't know anything about Sam Samuel Adams. Well, So yeah. what do you mean, badass of history? I know nothing about him. Google Samuel Adams. Google it. I know Paul Revere. <laughs> I did, and you know what came up? What? The time capsule. <laughs> oh, man, I thought you were saying the beer. No. <laughs> it's not, it's not there is a beer called Sam Adams. Right? I know. Yeah, Samuel I'm Adams. Sure. I'm pretty sure Samuel Adams is named after Samuel Adams. Okay. I just don't know why. I don't know what he did. Uh, he was part of the revolution. I figured as much. Politician, unsuccessful brewer. That's why they named the beer after him. Oh, and a sad. poor businessman. His early public office as a tax collector might have made him suspect as an agent of British authority. Ooh. Hey, Candace, what? guess what? what? Not a badass. I am a badass. <laughs> I'm not going to keep... Oh, wait, wait. He signed the Declaration of Independence. That's right. Aww. That's who Samuel Adams is. Still a badass. Anyways, so... <laughs> <laughs> why did they get an unsuccessful businessman and... An unsuccessful Yo, brewer to sign the Declaration first? of Why did they come first on the list of things he did? That's what I want to know. Well, no, I don't understand why they had somebody like that sign the Declaration of I'm sure he did minutes. other things. That's just what's stuck okay. up my eyeballs. Okay. Anyways, so <laughs> Sarah Adams and Paul Revere, um, they believe that the time capsule was theirs, and if that's the case, it's 219 years old. Um, it was We're such a baby country. I know. We're a baby country. Um, <laughs> buried in 1795. Um, if this is, if this is the case, then this is, they believe it to be the oldest unopened, unopened time capsule in the United States. The time capsule was first discovered on Beacon Hill in 1855 during emergency ha uh, repairs to the state house. And then the current governor, Henry Garner, I swear that's his name, Henry Garner, <laughs> uh, he immediately had it, um, reburied. Until now. Until now. They found it. They found it and screamed like that? Apparently. <laughs> um, this is our reenactment of finding the time capsule. Uh, they didn't find it until this December during an excavation of Museum of Fine Arts conservator Pam Hatchfield. <laughs> they didn't find it until this December because they're doing excavation. It's encased in granite, which I still just, that blows my mind for some reason. <laughs> Um, it supposedly holds silver and copper coins that date back to 1652 and 1855. A title page from the Massachusetts Colony Records and a seal of the Commonwealth. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, it's really not 
There should be more interesting things in that. There should be way that. more interesting things in a time capsule. I don't understand why Why are they saying they think that's in it, and then they're like, we're going to x-ray and find out. Why do you have that suspicion already? Maybe like, it's maybe it's a record from the guy who opened it, the governor who opened it the first time. Maybe did he, he like, open it, though, or did he just find it I think he did only because it says that there's coins from 1652 and 1855. I think he put stuff in it, and then he buried it. Why would he put stuff in it? I don't know, but 1855 is when he found it, so that, that only just makes logical connection uh, to me. maybe. <laughs> like, and unless someone, like, slipped a coin in, that's the only thing that makes sense to me, so. Um, okay, yeah, wow, okay, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah, um, it's just, you know, it makes sense, though, when you think about it, schools do these time capsules all the time, and they put pictures, and they put... They put stuff in them that kind yeah. of represent the time. I did one in elementary school. It doesn't really occur to people to put something, like, holy shit amazing in them. I have no idea what to put in my time capsule. Like, I would put something crazy in there that no one would understand in 200 years. It's like the, the, the thing they sent out to space that had, like, a vial of human blood or something. And, um, like a, a an oldies record or something. What would aliens think of us? <laughs> Actually, if they really did send out blood, that's just bad. What if, like, they have some kind of... They're gonna clone us! <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> that would be really so, creepy. nothing cool like that is gonna... Well, we don't know. See, that's the thing. They're gonna, um... They've taken it back to the Museum of Fine Arts, and they're going to x-ray it, and then reveal the contents to the public. You, you know what they're gonna find. They're gonna find aliens! No, they're gonna find alien blood. Ew! It's green. Power was an alien! <gasps> Holy shit! <laughs> I had no idea. That would be awesome. Try to think. Like, what if they were like us? Like, you know, we put kid stuff in there. Like, what if, <laughs> we, what if we had like like little faceless dolls and tooth, like the first toothbrush oh, and like a school book? What if God. that was in there? At least there's money. <laughs> maybe of- maybe the pen that they signed the Declaration of Independence. Do they have that? That would be cool. Do they have? Does somebody have that? I have no idea. That would be really cool. Though. That belongs in a time capsule. Mm-hmm. And then we can make it a National Treasure movie about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I like those movies. Those are movies are great, but we're not going to admit that to anybody else but you, because people would make fun of I us. I wouldn't care. I like those movies. I own both of them. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is cool. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is an amazing human being. So, moving on to our final topic for this week. Um, I forgot what it is. Oh! It's freaking, how do you forget Polish vampire? How do I forget Poland in general? Yeah. It's in every single freaking podcast. We've done so much about Poland that I'm surprised they haven't put us on some kind of list. We probably are on a list. We but can't we wouldn't fly know. to Poland. We, They're gonna bomb the US. It's all our fault. I'm we sorry. wouldn't know if we were on a list because we can't pronounce Polish names anyway. Yeah, we, so. couldn't, we couldn't visit any of their cities because we can't say any of the names to even like look them up. At least we can spell. We the we names. can spell, but go to an airport and they would laugh at us. We have talked about Poland and them hating Winnie the Pooh. We have talked about Poland talking. We have talked about Poland and their cool Harry Potter, Potter playing school. And now we're talking about Poland and their need to murder vampires in the 15th and 16th century. Hey, everybody was trying to murder vampires. Okay? That's true, but when you googled it, did you not only see things about Poland? <laughs> I googled only Poland. I googled the disease cholera. Yeah. I don't really know how cholera. I cholera, don't know. cholera. Cholera sounds right. 
But I don't know. But cholera sounds prettier. It does. Like a sleeping pill that we put cholera. out there. <laughs> this is new on the market. It's called cholera. <laughs> Back to our point. Um, um, so in July of 2013, this article comes out on this is ABC- last year? Yeah. ABC News. Well, this is the first article. Yeah. For ABC News, rollover Dracula vampire cemetery found in Poland. And basically what it was in... Glowice, I'm sorry, Poland, I butcher all your names. Um, they found some people doing some construction, found four skeletons buried in a really weird way. A really weird well, way. Well, I guess it, it wasn't really weird for that time, though, because how they acted. They were like, this is normal that people Weird! Do this. It was weird. <laughs> they they are, just, you know, they're cut naked. Off, they're, they're naked. They, they cut have off. no jewelry, no buttons, no nothing. And their head is completely chopped, chopped off. off and put between their knees. Or between their hands. Or, instead of either one of those, it has a, what is it called? A, 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 sky, si- a sickle? Sickle? Like a sky- Across their throat. Yeah. So if they happen to come back to life and sit up, it'll chop off their head, in case they forgot to pre-chop off said head. So, you know, at first they find, um... They're prepared. They're like, these motherfuckers are not coming back. They found, like, 17 skeletons <laughs> when they found them all. There's, like, 17 skeletons. Gotta catch them all. Um, and an archaeologist whose name I will say one time, <laughs> Lukas Optolowitz, I swear, probably not, um, from the Monument Protection Office in the nearby city of Katowice. You know what I don't get? What? If they're pronounced certain ways, why do they spell them different ways? Like, like the V's are pronounced, like, W's are pronounced like V's in Germany, right? But they keep putting W's in it, and people will keep saying W's to put a damn V in the name, and I then... It I think we've sense. insulted enough countries. I don't think we should continue. No, I'm not saying it's Germans' <laughs> fault. I'm saying it's 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 weird Americans' translations and shit. Truth. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. Let's see. Uh, basically, the archaeologist is saying that these are all indications of vampire burials, which was kind of a thing in the 15th and 16th century Europe. Vampires were a huge scare. Um. You know, all the all the only thing these people suffered from was cholera, and yeah. you know what that was? They were they were having diarrhea, and they were vomiting, and they were really pale and had gray blue skin. So they were zombies. That's what it sounds. Zombies like. didn't exist back then; only vampires. You know, it doesn't make sense because vampires, I don't think, would vomit, nor would they have bowel movements. I don't think. Yes. Neither would zombies. But as we have stated before. Well, we were stating before, the Salem witch trials all happened because of wheat. Yeah, I mean, you know, moldy <laughs> These bread. These people weren't working on a whole lot. <laughs> they might have had all sorts of problems, too. They they just needed a reason to murder people. So, anyways. Um, That's you know, the human race. They, they believe that they were immigrants to Poland. These people came over. Um, for whatever reason, they were killed. Um, to, and, like, buried in a way that prevents them from coming back as vampires and returning to life. So, now, December 11th, there's an article in the Express UK that says, <gasps> Mystery of the Vampire Burials in Poland Sol. What if it wasn't a vampire scare? What if it was zombies? <laughs> it could be either one. Uh, no, because the, um, the, the concept of the zombie it was actually way, way more recent. No, zombies have been traced back to, like, tribal... That's true, stuff. over in, like, in Africa and yeah. stuff. But, like, our term of zombie and everything... I mean, no, maybe. It's possible. Maybe. Anyways, uh, they came up with a new article. Um, a bioarchaeologist in at the University of South Alabama. Her name is Leslie 
Gregorica? Woman, you're in South Alabama. Why can't you say What's your... her name? Her name is Leslie Gregorica. Gre- Gre- Gregorica. Sure. I'm going to say Gregorica. Um, she claims that the sickle is intended to decapitate people, you know, that keeps them from rising from the graves, um, and then the, the rocks pin their jaws set that they, so they can't, like, feed on the living. Can I ask to be buried like this? Yes. Okay. I, I will keep this in in your will. <laughs> okay. Candace gets to bury Elaine whichever way she chooses. I just don't want to be naked. As pre-stated. <laughs> well, that's, that's part of the terms. Um <laughs> They originally believed that they were immigrants. Um, they, it turns out they're pretty sure they weren't immigrants. They were Polish. Um, people of the post-medieval period did not understand how disease was spread, and rather than a scientific explanation for these epidemics, cholera and the deaths that resulted from it were explained by supernatural cases, such as vampires. And this this is a quote from uh, Leslie from the University of Alabama. The research has been published on an online journal, Science One, and basically it says that cholera epidemics were common in East Europe, and especially in this actual region, so that's what- They're tying this all together with a cholera death, but the funny thing is, even now knowing that these people may have had cholera, it doesn't explain why they killed 17 Polish people and buried them like vampires. What I don't understand now is that they're saying that, you know, that they didn't understand the causes of death, they didn't understand why these people were dying, they thought they were vampires and they'd come back. But- I mean, if they have no other signs of, of a vampire attack, like, no bites on the neck, well, maybe they, I don't know, like, it doesn't make really any sense to Apparently me. Polish people, just, not Polish people now, this is history, this is way back when, we're like, not judging you now. Like the Salem witch trials, we're going on literally nothing. <laughs> well, the witch trials, like I said, they were eating moldy bread, they were hallucinating. They, they didn't, they thought, you know, they were seeing... Witches. Yes, but wheat alone was causing these people to kill off and hang and burn it tons was, of people. It wasn't necessarily the wheat, it was the mold. Oh, that's true. It, it was, was, it was mold. mold. It was the moldy bread that was the one was making them hallucinate. And, um, I don't know, maybe something similar was happen- happening in Poland. Maybe, maybe they had something that was making them sick as well, or hallucinate or something. <laughs> or apparently vampires have diarrhea and they throw up a lot. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I, now I'm starting to think that maybe they didn't, it wasn't the symptoms that made them think they were vampires. Maybe the grayish-blue skin. That's um, true. That, but That's kind of jumping the gun there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like all the other things. I don't know. Like, I looked up the the... Um, infection or whatever, and I mean, it just said that mostly, you know, they die of dehydration from vomiting and diarrhea. Which is and funny, because if you think you're... Well, that kind of makes sense. If you're a vampire and you can't get enough blood and you die from dehydration, that could lead to assumptions. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing's weird. I don't... Right. What does, what, what year were these, like... People... 15th and 16th century, that's all I got hmm. out of it. Hmm. Maybe the answer lies within the time capsules for Paul Revere. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a little scroll that says the answer to the 17 <laughs> vampires buried in Poland. <laughs> they were real! No, maybe they have something to do with the aliens. Don't undig them! <laughs> undig them. Sorry, don't dig them up! <laughs> don't undig them! <laughs> <laughs> don't unbury them! <sighs> so that's all we have time for today. My name's Elaine. And my name is Candace. And, and that, that was the Cat's Meow! Nope. We we should do a little Huzzah. sound effects. Put some sound Bing. effects in there for our thumbs up. <laughs> they can't see it. That would just be a big sound. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network. <laughs>